the sweep. Is it going to go over his head? Oh, no way. No, no way. You cannot do that, Ben Stokes. That is remarkable. That is one of the greatest catches of all time. You cannot do that. That's unbelievable stuff. Hello and welcome to the Fourth Seat Podcast. Today we are back with the fourth umpire, the cricket segment of our podcast. I am Mayuk and joining me today is Aditya from Boston. Um, so, Adi, we are again going to miss Rahul uh, on our cricket segment. I think uh, we, we really have to do something to get him back to talk about cricket. Yes, and it's the, I think, the curse of the time zones. Exactly, exactly. So, if our listeners do, does, do not know yet, um, I am living in San Francisco, uh, Adi is in Boston and Rahul is far away in Malmo, Sweden. So, uh, I mean, both of us, I mean, me and Adi are three hours away from each other uh, as far as time zones go. And I mean, Rahul, I don't know, God knows what, about eight, nine hours uh, ahead. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's, uh, late in the night for him right now. I got pretty much early morning. It's like a logistical nightmare uh, in, 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 in some cases. Weekends are good. But today is not a weekend. Today is Thursday, 30th of May, 2019. Um, the first match of the World Cup is over. Um, we are waiting for West Indies and Pakistan to begin their battle. Uh, Adi, are you looking forward to this match compared to what happened in the first match today? Yeah, it was a very lukewarm match, right? Like for for an opening game, uh, it it had a big crowd. I think there was a lot of anticipation. The game turned out to be kind of a killjoy. So, uh, j- just remind me, what time is it in Boston when the game starts? It's like early in the morning. I think five thirty is when the game starts here. So it would be like two thirty a.m. in the morning, and I have not. Maybe I'll switch on when India is playing. But uh, I did not. I did not watch uh, uh, the Eng- England play South Africa. Did not watch the first inning. Absolutely, uh, second innings little bit, and then mostly I watched the highlights and followed things on ESPN Crick Info. I so, think there is a, there is not a lot in terms of uh, intensity in this game, right? Because for for large parts of the game, the game was just meandering along. The start was good. Then you had the first wicket going down in the very first over. Like Imran Tahir getting Johnny Bairstow was quite a start to the World Cup. But apart from that, the game drifted along for a good 30-35 overs. And yeah, in, then... high, in, the, in the hindsight, we could have... Uh, uh, I mean, if South Africa had won, uh, we would have called that a master stroke. Or in, in some sense, it is a master stroke uh, starting with Imran Tahir and... Uh, he got the very important breakthrough. Uh, any comments on that? Yeah, it's it could turn out to be a masterstroke in the sense that now it could set the way for a lot of other teams. You would probably see many other teams going for this spinner-first strategy. I think this is reminiscent of uh, in the 92 and 96 World Cup. So, 92 is New Zealand opened with a spinner called Deepak Patel. Deepak Patel, yeah. Exactly. Uh, even in 1990, I think you're talking about 1996 as well. Yeah, 92, Martin Crow was the one who actually tried this out. And it then when so subsequently in the 96 World Cup and so on, other people took to that. More I recently, think, more recently, 2011, Ravichandran Ashwin was opening the bowling for India. In the quarterfinal, right? And he actually got uh, Shane Watson out. Exactly. The, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that, that uh, tells us uh, the kind of pitches we have in... Uh, uh, in in the English summer right now, they are they are pretty much like a highway. Yeah, and it's a stark contrast to what the conditions were for the '99 World Cup. Like the ball was swinging around all over the place, and probably one reason that they give is that they have changed the balls that they use for one-day cricket. So they have moved on from something which they call as a reader's ball to the kookaburra now, and apparently this ball doesn't swing. And, and then, and then it also it also makes sense because it kind uh, yeah, England are kind of playing to their strength. Uh, uh, England are kind of uh, playing uh, to their strength of uh, very yeah. strong batsmen in the initial stages. Yeah, and I think it suits them. Like I think batting is definitely their strength, and they back themselves to score 400, 450, whatever that you get. I think England can get that easier than you did. 
think that's their approach so having said that uh, 311 was not really a uh, uh, i would say on par total compared to what england usually get like they they are, they are pretty much crossing 350 every other game yeah. so when they made 311 i think uh, uh, south africa actually were in the game but yeah so if when we talk of 350 400 scores actually we are talking of bilateral cricket mostly but given the world cup situation teams tend to be a bit more kg right i think uh, you will see smaller scores hopefully in the world cup because i don't want a world cup which has like 400 plays 400 all the time absolutely that makes sense so yeah i mean we'll come back to the game uh, in some time um, because this is the very beginning of the world cup um, you know i whenever this world cup starts be it football or cricket i uh, jog my memory back to some beautiful memories of these events um, especially for cricket one of my favorite memories is 2003 world cup india versus pakistan and sachin tendulkar whom we love so much hitting shoaib bakhtar out of the park three consecutive fours in three different parts of the pitch uh, uh, do you remember that innings adi yeah vividly very vividly i think i have seen that half a million times probably and even some of those strokes like that back foot punch of tendulkar of uh, wasim akram we give that guy a lot of flack on our podcast but that innings was something special uh, it was it was probably i think one of the most special one day innings uh, sachin tendulkar has ever played uh, staying on uh, the 2003 world cup uh, i i i miss i miss kenya you know they they managed to go really far in 2003 and i miss the you know the martin sujis the steve tikolos and the odumbe brothers uh i mean some somewhere i feel you know uh they uh it would have been great having kenya and similar teams in this world cup colin sobuya that leg spinner he spun out sri lanka of all teams in nairobi and kenya uh, like as you said mayuk like uh, kenya had a lot of flair for an associate team right so they were not just this dull kind of an associate nation so even back in 1996 they had actually beaten west indies in their very first uh, appearance in the world cup yes and yeah. and it's it's really sad as to how kenyan cricket has gone and a lot of it also has to do with the political situation in kenya and the and the growth of terrorism and extremism in that country and so on but it's really sad as to what has happened to kenya and what has happened to zimbabwe right right yeah i mean uh, zimbabwe at one point i mean i mean we can go on and on about uh, andy flowers and alistair campbells and henry olongas heat streak paul strang amazing cricketers but even after that you know they had they had pretty good players uh, on and off i think zimbabwe has been doing all right like they have beaten pakistan in test matches in the last few years and they have done okay and i actually watched a large part of the world cup qualifiers last year which was thankfully a lot of those games were telecast a lot of them were not but some of the cricket played in that tournament was quite refreshing actually i think uh, the, you could see the kind of passion that the zimbabwean public has for the sport you could see them see uh, parts of the crowd crying when they actually lost to uae uh, and eventually ended up losing uh, the world cup qualification spot and that that also tells me like there were so many other teams in that tournament who could have been part of this tournament uh, this main world cup right that's, scotland that's- that's yeah, exactly Scott. that's exactly what i'm coming to i mean uh we, we spoke about kenya and uh when kenya were in their way down uh one of the teams that took their mantle was ireland uh yes. ireland has been consistently beating top teams in big tournaments uh, and let's not forget they are a test playing nation now now they are yes i mean they are uh, so much to look forward to right but then yeah. just the fact that a team which has caused so many upsets in big tournaments are missing out in this particular format imagine if ireland along with afghanistan were playing in this tournament how many upsets you would have seen yeah and it would have been home conditions for ireland and scotland and all these guys also right in the uk you could have as well had games in dublin or belfast and all these places and 
probably you would have and and if you look at games that are played in ireland these days they get full houses very often and, and there is a lot and actually actually their their uh, their wickets are much more competitive than uh, what you have in england in england exactly they have greener wickets and uh, i think they have a lot of crowd support in ireland also which is which was surprising to me both in and last as uh, recently as last year scotland actually beat england in an odi and england is the team to beat in this world cup that tells you how competitive associate cricket is these days i mean it's a shame because uh, scotland missed out by a very very narrow margin isn't it correct yeah there was one dodgy lbw decision uh, so they were playing the west indies in one of the league encounters so so let us not forget that west indies this time didn't get a direct qualification so they had to go through the qualifiers and west indies lost twice to afghanistan in that qualifying tournament and were well on their way to losing against scotland and scotland got a bad lbw decision and since that tournament didn't have drs they couldn't appeal against it and they ended up losing on duckworth lewis and that is how west indies got in by the narrowest of margins to this tournament so otherwise we would be speaking of scotland in place of west indies today playing pakistan yeah that's 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 really i mean that's really uh, i mean shocking and and it's one way good that you brought it out uh, i think the listeners will uh, have enjoyed this because they did not know you know how close west indies were Uh, uh at at a point where they were getting out of the tournament and scotland was getting in but uh having said that uh uh you know broadly speaking we have this debate going on about this format about uh multiple nations missing out uh what is your take on this my take is that see we have uh, in 2007 we had 16 teams and you had four pools of four right and you had teams like canada and bermuda and all and namibia and all these likes who have played in 2003 7 and 11 and so on but at that point ironically the associates were not very well suited to taking on these big nations but the gap has narrowed significantly in the last few years like you have hong kong which ran india so close last year if you remember in the asia cup i do they yes almost, yes yeah they almost beat india in the asia cup and in these qualifiers all teams beat each other randomly like you had uh, Papua New Guinea who has a very strong team these days in the associate world you have Netherlands who have always punched above their weight right Netherlands have beaten England multiple times in the I mean in the world T20s Netherlands has been England's nemesis in uh, in, in, in T20s right so i yeah. i especially miss out seeing uh, Netherlands uh, Scotland and especially Ireland not playing yeah imagine kevin o'brien like he brings so much so much joy to the viewing spectator right the the the, the big hitting there is a lot to look forward to in the associate nations and sadly when associate cricket and second tier cricket is at its strongest the icc had has gone back to this regressive mode uh, mode of reducing the number of teams and reducing the number of associate entries i mean uh, so one of the arguments is that uh, having the top teams playing each other so every team will play each other uh, will make the tournament more competitive uh, i mean it is true in one way but it kind of takes the joy out of this being a world cup and not a champions trophy right because True. the number of teams that are playing it's i mean it's almost a champions trophy right like true true like there could at least be six or seven other teams who are very well capable of challenging the big teams in this current point of time it could easily be a 16 team world cup but the argument that the icc now makes is that the t20 tournament will be a much expanded 20 team tournament whereas they are trying to restrict entries and then apparently they have a one day league which is going to start uh, immediately after this world cup which will include like 20 or 24 nations or so on like other pools with a relegation and qualification kind of a system but none of that ever explains the fact that so many teams which are good enough at this point in time do not get a look in so, so, like so like what happens to all these memories like you won't have an upset in this tournament yeah well yeah i mean for that reason i'm i mean i i i wish i i mean i hope there is an upset and i hope that you know games that 
Afghanistan plays against, let's say, Bangladesh or Pakistan or West Indies, uh hmm. i don't know maybe perhaps even in, against india that uh, i'm 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 actually looking forward to seeing afghanistan play uh, yeah we, we may be labeled names but i think i wouldn't mind afghanistan beating india in this tournament either yeah exactly. as long as we are going through to the semis i i wouldn't mind us losing to afghanistan we, we are going to come to that i mean do you do you do you think uh, uh, i mean india uh, statistically uh, i mean on paper is a semi final team but uh, do, do you do you see india going to the semi finals i i have reservations on that maybe we'll talk about it in more detail in the next segment in the next segment all right let's take a break and come back uh, with some talks about india hello everyone welcome back this is the fourth umpire the cricket segment of fourth seat podcast um i would like to remind you that we have a twitter handle it's at seat fourth so do connect with us on twitter at seat fourth and our email id is the fourth seat podcast at gmail.com we look forward to hearing from you uh staying on the topic of the indian contingent of uh the cricket world cup 2019 adi uh one of my biggest concern is uh our batting won't fire so we have rohit sharma and shikhar dhawan who have been firing in uh every possibly every one day match and most icc tournaments but for some reason i feel that you know uh they might they might not fire as we are expecting them to in this world cup uh do you have similar feelings yes and we have seen signs of that in the warm up games also so i i really have concerns there because if if our top order doesn't fire i think we have very little to fall back on then you have all you have is dhoni and hardik pandya and neither of them is going to get you through like 50 overs of the game so my worry is that uh, both the fans and the pundits alike have been talking of this world cup in terms of this 350 400 uh, score world cup but given say if you have cloudy conditions as you have seen in the warm up games like in india versus new zealand that warm up game the ball did swing a lot and when we came up against trent bolt who was swinging it i don't think we had answers so if you if we are if we go into these games thinking of a 300 350 scenario we might fall short on some occasions and who is it that in the middle order will show up our chances is something i have concerns about yeah i mean all all through these uh, last few months we have been debating about number 4 i mean the truth is uh, we talk about kedar jadhav we talk about uh, kl rahul we talk about dinesh karthik uh, i mean none of them actually you know inspire confidence in me i mean they are our only choice i don't know how we ended up in this situation but none of them uh, inspire any confidence in me so that's a that's the reason i am much more worried about the top 3 if uh, rohit sharma dhawan and dhoni do not fire then uh, i do not have lot of hopes for the middle order but if they do well if they do if they do give you a good stand then you have the dhonis and hardik pandyas to you know have some big hits around the park and uh, cross 300 but other than that i it's 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 like a big uphill task for me Yeah, and Dharma can very easily uh, go stale in damp conditions. Exactly, like Shawarma, the food, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I think at least for the start of the tournament, I think they have narrowed down on KL Rahul now. Given that he scored this hundred against the Tigers the other day. Yeah. What what's what sort of a game was that? Uh, I think Dhoni was uh, uh, in the middle of the wicket as a batsman, and he was setting the field for Bangladesh. Yeah, apparently he was giving captaincy lessons to Mashrafe Murtaza. Uh, so, so and then in that game, Dhoni himself scores a hundred, and KL Rahul scores a hundred. Uh, I yeah. mean, did you? Did you? I mean, I think what Dhoni was doing is he was trying to field, he was trying to position the field to his advantage. and oh. you know trying to create the gas so that he could get that 100 somehow <laughs> i am not very sure given the fact that the only people taking it seriously was the people on bangla cricket forums i i don't think there is a lot of uh, writing on that reportage on that particular incident oh my god bangla cricket forum I and mean, we would have, we would we would love to be featured in bangla cricket forum right? and if anybody from the bangla cricket forum is listening to us 
uh, and would want to be a guest on our podcast before the India Bangladesh game, please write into us. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, Bangladesh is our favorite team that we like to see lose. <laughs> <laughs> and Bangladesh, Bangladeshi fans are our favorite set of fans. Exactly, they are very packed. They remind they remind us of early nineties fans of India. Of India, just must were uh, much worse. So. I mean, exactly. We did not have uh, online forums in mid eighties and early mid nineties and early nineties. So uh, whatever passion and uh, you know exuberance we had for our Indian cricket team, uh, it was reserved to burning effigies and stuff like that. But there is also a slight difference there. We used to burn effigies of our own players. Bangladeshis burn effigies of other players. They, they, do do they, they burn? Do, I heard they burn effigies of bat, bat and ball as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they create this pantomime kind of Ramlila kind of avatars of uh, Dhoni and all this. Do you remember there was this very oh yeah uh, yeah yes weird yes. Dhoni meme or something which was circulating where a severed head of Dhoni. Mushfikur Rahim was carrying him through and and and, like and, Do- and Dhoni single-handedly uh, won the match for India. I think in that, that was an Asia Asia Cup game the other day. And the Bangladeshi fans actually make mil- villains out of their opponents. I think so, that is slightly different to Indian fans. So uh, I, th- I think one. Of, I mean, I think uh, uh, there are many factors why this uh, rivalry, ca- how this rivalry came into being, but. And the 2007 World Cup game is uh, is one such occasion, right? Where Bangladesh beat India, and they deservedly beat. I mean, they they played good cricket in that match. Nothing against their team. Uh, what was disgusting was the Bangla Cricket Forum fans' uh, reaction. But I mean, on the ground, I mean, they played good cricket. I mean. And India was playing terrible cricket. Uh, so 2007 World Cup, I think there was there was no world there was no World Cup in 2007. I think yeah, it's uh, flushed out of our memories. The only World Cup in 2007 was of the T20 kind. Exactly, T20 was the only World Cup that happened in 2007. No yeah. 50 over World Cup happened, and anyways, it was a boring World Cup. Yeah, I think India and Pakistan got knocked out famously in the very first stage. Ireland and Bangladesh. Caused those upsets. We are talking of upsets in the first segment. Are up- so, upset? Uh, Pakistan's coach died. I mean, <laughs> the next day. Yeah. <laughs> should be laughing at it, but I yeah, mean, that was a, a tragic such, World Cup. Such a great person and such a great coach. I don't know uh, uh, what's the truth behind that. So that is these are tricky, tricky things for cricket. I mean, I think yeah, I think uh, BBC had a very detailed documentary on it and. Uh, saying all sorts of things i think there is if people who are interested in cricket and you're listening to this and have not yet watched that documentary please go and check yeah it's yeah. a death at the world cup i think it's a bbc documentary that that's good to know i think i, I have not seen it i'll have to check it out but coming back to uh, 2007 uh, india bangladesh match uh, uh, india lost that match um, for coming to this world cup uh, which teams do you think india can easily beat I mean, if 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 this term can be used, easily beaten. Oh, given the f- f- format this year, uh, there are act- actually no easy games. But if I were to choose, I think Sri Lanka is the easiest of the lot. Sorry, Sri Lankan fans, but I think Sri Lanka have a real, really crappy team. Wait for this to bite us back later on. But I still <laughs> would no, stick no, my. <laughs> Uh, we always in this in this podcast we always make such predictions, so that's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a scary prediction, but it might uh, bite uh, come back to bite us, haunt us later. But I would stick stick my neck out and say that uh, I think Sri Lanka will get a thrashing, given that Rohit Sharma has a fancy to their bowling. So, so he 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 really likes the Sri Lankan bowling attack. So, so in India versus Sri Lanka, you are saying it will be an easy one. Yeah, you can put down two points there, very likely. Uh, what about India versus Bangladesh? Uh, you'll be you'll be uh, the grudge match. It it will be the grudge match. I, I don't know who makes this the grudge match. Who makes Bang- a Bangladesh India match a grudge match? They their supporters. I mean, we, we don't really care, right? I mean, we don't. Do, do we really care that much about India India Bangladesh match? Oh, I I fear the Bangladeshi fan more than their team. I mean, what will they do on online, right? Online, yeah. They they make it like uh, you cannot inhabit the online world if India <laughs> loses. So, do you remember like how close that uh, World T20 game got? 
yeah 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 where mushfiqur rahim and his uh, stupid antics like he started celebrating before he actually won the game yeah, yeah. so so i think moments like those the bangladeshis have created this entire hype of a rivalry in their heads and i mean if uh, uh, i mean if bangladesh wins then bcci uh, is the villain and if bangladesh loses even then bcci is the villain so yeah. so whatever they do uh, bcci is the villain in this case so there is this uh, there is this fan fiction surrounding the bangladeshi side in which the whole world is afraid of the bangladeshi side so every single game that they lose is basically a conspiracy against the bangladeshi team by the bcci and the icc and and uh, uh, rohit sharma was out in 2015 yeah uh, as if that would have mattered like had rohit sharma got out there they would still have lost by 40 runs so it, i mean so I, I, i have heard i have heard bangladeshi cricket fans saying that uh, tamim iqbal is the best batsman in the world i mean he is a good batsman i mean all credit to him but he is not the best batsman in the world he is the bangla bradman bangla bradman yeah <laughs> did, did did bradman speak bengali no but tamim iqbal speaks good english so yeah, he qualifies yeah, nice chap good batsman not the best yeah. batsman but a good batsman Mushfiqur is a good player so i think bangladesh will be a tricky game bangladesh game will be far trickier than sri lanka uh, uh, uh what about about let's say uh, afghanistan i think afghanistan we struggled the last time we faced them we couldn't beat them if you remember in the asia cup so i mean and afghanistan is going to give it their all in every match yeah. they are going to uh, be passionate fresh and you know nothing to lose kind of attitude and we talking of fans i think afghanistan also brings a very passionate set of fans you should look at the way the they were so boisterous in the warm up games the other day when they beat pakistan uh, it will be a sight like when afghanistan takes on england i think that game is in london i don't know i am pretty sure i think that will be quite a sight to see afghan fans in the stadium like will be fresh yeah yeah looking forward to that so so uh, india team uh, we are worried about the batsmen bowlers uh, i think uh, bumrah had a very good ipl a uh, lot of expectations from him uh, do you think he will uh, stand up to his current reputation i think he will so i think uh, among the lot he shows a lot of temperamental Uh, so he i think he has the best temperament among the fast bowlers and also the acumen so he seems to know what he is doing like at most times but so like he he bowled a steering yorker to shakib the other day which was exceptional yeah and and he bowled a very good yorker to uh, uh, guptil right in in the first game yeah in, in the first in, form in, game. in, in the yeah. first game yeah it was a very good delivery he looks in good shape but india's bigger worry is who will accompany him yeah, as so a second seamer support cast right so we have mohammad shami bhuvaneshwar kumar in the squad uh, which one do you think will play i'd be tempted to go for shami to begin with like he has the pace and uh, bhuvi has looked off color uh, even even though bhuvaneshwar uh, is a slightly better batsman yeah but if you are choosing jadeja in your side you do you really need bhuvi the batsman like yeah i mean uh, that's tricky well then i mean looking at you know looking at the tournament favorites england they bat until the 12th man So, so do West Indies for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that is true. So, so looking at the big guns, I am thinking you know even India should have someone who uh, can bat at number ten, but uh, that is wishful thinking. So you would, but but even Bhuneshwar Kumar at ten is not going to win you matches of his bat, right? So if it's a three seventy five four hundred game, India essentially has to win it through the top five. you cannot go beyond that uh, unlike england who can keep going on and on they have chris wokes and jofra archer batting at number 9 and number 10 we don't have that luxury among our bowlers so i think we should completely forget the fact that we need runs from the bowling we should pick the best lot of bowlers that we have so uh, uh, so let's say we are going with chami uh, two spinners kuldeep and chahal or would you have jadeja in there i think jadeja to begin with he offers a lot with the on the field also i think that makes a huge difference in some games as you saw with stokes today so who will sit out uh, chahal or kuldeep chahal to begin with uh, i would actually be tempted to play three seamers against the asian sides uh, all three like shami bhuvi and uh, and bumrah 
against the subcontinental side. Oh, but keep and, in mind that we also have Hardik Pandya who can bowl. Who can bowl? That is true. But if Kedar Jadav is bowling, you have another spin option there too. So, do you really need all the spinners against Asian sides particularly? Like, would you play like just two two seamers against Sri Lanka or Bangladesh? Yeah, for against the Asian sides, I will be tempted to go with uh, uh, three seamers. But again, it depends upon what kind of a day the other batsmen are having, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I am sounding like Sanjay Manjrekar, but then uh, you know. <laughs> I think what will happen to our bowlers depends upon what kind of form the other batsman is. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But uh, given that I would, to to begin the tournament, uh, looking at what Kohli has done in the two warm-up games, he might go for Jadeja at the start of the tournament. Because Jadeja scored runs in the first game and uh, he is like electric on the field. So I think Chahal might sit out given that he has the most inferior of the batting skills among the lot. Makes sense. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, uh, the all rounders here. So we have Hardik Pandya who is definitely playing. Uh, what about Vijay Shankar? Uh, uh, it looks like from our discussion, it looks like uh, Vijay Shankar is not making to the first eleven. I think Vijay Shankar is going to be the Sanjay Bangar of this side. So what Sanjay Bangar was to the 2003 World Cup squad, I think Vijay Shankar will be to this side. Vijay Shankar will be the coach, or he'll be the future coach of India. Yeah, probably so. Future batting coach. Yes. Uh, he, he might probably end up having a more successful career though. Uh, what about Ravi Shastri? We, we forget to speak about the main person. Uh, Ravi Shastri. Do, you, do you realize Ravi Shastri has not spoken yet? Like, yeah, or, uh, he what is, is he up to? He is trying to be the next Gary Kirsten. Uh, coach, yeah, well, coaching wise, not speaking much. <laughs> only drinking in... <laughs> <laughs> Only drinking in the dressing room and keeping his mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, this summer season, get me some warm beer in <laughs> England. And yeah, so I think probably that's what he's doing. But anyway, I, re- I remember in 2015, Shastri gave a very pompous interview just before the World Cup started. He said, these tri-series can go to hell. So something <laughs> something like that. Like, And he, he gave that boisterous interview and then he said, the only side that can beat Australia is India and all that. But we ended up losing to them eventually in that last World Cup. I, mean, so, I don't know, he has said so many things. Uh, do you think have... this could be Shastri's last uh, tournament as coach? I mean, I hope India wins. Uh, he gets and he gets the satisfaction of having won something and then leaves the dressing room. And but he goes, anyway claims that this is the best side to have graced the planet in the last twenty years or something. So I mean, it's it's like any any politician saying, you know, uh, <laughs> under my uh, leadership, the country has done the most. Yeah, nothing existed before that, and everything is Shastri's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, Shastri is running a mock democracy over there. You know, yeah. So, yeah, Shastri and Kohli are basically very autocratic figures in yeah. that sense. I, I, I think so too. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I would like to hear more from Shastri. Is, is Ravi Shastri on Twitter? I mean, I know his fake handle. His fake handle used to be very funny, but I don't know if Ravi Shastri tweets that much nowadays. But Ravi Shastri's tweets could be just summed up by a bot, right? That is all you need, right? Yeah, edged and taken. Taken. And then uh, just what the doctor ordered. And all that. So I think uh, Ravi Shastri, anyone can tweet for Ravi Shastri. Okay. Do you remember uh, this thing? Uh, uh, the IPL, fake IPL player. Yes, I mean, yes. I, I, yeah, I mean, I missed something like that right now. You know, those were the days. 2008, 9, fake IPL player tweeting and blogging. That was a blog. He was, he was Twitter was not that famous at that time. Yes. There were detailed blogs. Like one would, I, I used to think at some point that they were actually real. Yeah, I, I don't. So uh, he actually came out. I mean, so he's he was actually. Didn't a, he write a book at some point? Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he did. So he he is like a MBA grad, and he's a Bengali fellow, mm-hmm. and uh, he works in. I, I I have I have seen him on LinkedIn. Let's see. I mean, uh, oh. very interesting fellow. But that those were the days when fake IPL player was taken more seriously than the IPL itself. Exactly. It was so much fun having fake IPL player write these things. So I hope something like that happens. Uh, it will make this World Cup even more special because, uh, you know, looking at the opening ceremony, uh, I was a little bit disappointed. I Do mean, you know, did you read about the opening ceremony and what they did? Apparently, 
it was not a proper ceremony and these guys just invited 400 random dudes okay so instead of organizing it's like paisa bachane ka matlab ek had hota hai matlab england itna kanjus hai no one could have imagined yeah the organizing why? organizing committee just picked random people who had tickets to the actual matches and organized like a street party on the road and apparently it rained and drizzled the whole time So and, I mean, why uh, why did these uh, Englishmen became uh, become such cheap cheap people? What happened? मतलब अलग चिंदी होने का भी एक limit है ऐसा. Yeah, I saw I saw those I saw those pictures on Twitter, you know, mm. and I immediately tweeted that you know uh, in India in in Mumbai if you have this you know देर दिन या तीन दिन का गणपति उसके विसर्जन को भी मतलब ज़्यादा लोग आते हैं. अरे उससे भी ज्यादा इंडिया में कोई मर गया तो उससे ज्यादा लोग रहते हैं यार विजिट करने के लिए घर में नवी मुंबई प्रीमियर लीग टीम But apparently that's very true. They, it's like the English cricket team of the Mark Elam generation. Oh, I I I miss I miss that English cricket team. You know such, the roly poly like uh, rotund uh, figures, right? Uh, such boring cricket. Oh my God! Their top three batsmen used to be like uh, carbon copies of each other. There was uh, the, there were these Holyoke brothers who used to be. According to them, the dashing one-day cricketers. Uh, so, uh, so Adam Holyoke actually uh, was a one-day captain for some time. I mean, for 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 some time. I mean, for several uh, one-day series, I was trying to figure out. I mean, is he a player or the coach? <laughs> <laughs> they all used to be basically carbon copies of each other, and they were all so-called all-rounders, which essentially meant that they couldn't do either of the two disciplines properly. Yeah, they they so, had they had this spinner Robert Croft. Robert yes. Croft was their uh, basically slow bowling machine. So <laughs> as uh, I think as uh, Jeff Boycott famously said Ro- Robert Croft's eyes turn more than the balls he bowls. So, so, so <laughs> makes Yeah I mean so, I I miss I miss the old English cricket team. I mean England has no business you know producing a uh, England has no business producing an exciting cricket team. uh english sport has no business producing exciting sport essentially like so what have they won i mean apart from the rugby world cup has english uh, 1966 football world cup yeah long 1966 i mean 1966 uh, uh, it was like uh, 500 years back no one remember yeah. 1990 and then i think a rugby world cup in 2003 i think i think world i think world history starts in 1983 yes <laughs> <laughs> so has, has england won anything since 1983 i don't think uh, they they actually did win a world t20 in 2007 under collingwood paul collingwood under under paul collingwood and kevin peterson the grams one was also a part of that side i think that is their closest to cricketing fame yeah. since then yeah uh, does does collingwood still play cricket yeah i think collingwood was scotland's coach at some point Oh okay okay uh, in the last world cup if i am not wrong but talking of this i think nostalgia of old old english cricket team there was this very famous english cricket team a uh, one day side i think in the late 90s so there used to be many of these tournaments in sharjah right like these quadrangulars and stuff so there was this one famous quadrangular it was called as the sharjah champions trophy or something like that okay in in which you had all of these uh five five teams i think and uh, england ended up winning it and their side had some weird cricketers like there was a guy called ian fleming if i am not wrong there was this medium pace bowler then oh, yeah. adam Hol- adam holyoke was the captain yeah i remember i remember that tournament uh, it, yeah. was, it was in the summer summer in uh, sharjah and england was wearing this light blue jersey light blue jersey and, and I, very I, similar to the one they wear now yeah and then i remember uh, for india ajay chadeja had scored some runs in one particular match exactly and then they had uh, i think dougie brown there was a guy called dougie brown and alex tudor uh, dean headley used to be their fast bowler 
and that was quite a shitty team like and they ended up winning that tournament can you imagine how bad the indian team would have been back then to lose to a side like that Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, so we are talking about Muhammad Azharuddin, Ajay, Siddhu, Siddhu Prabhakar. Was Prabhakar there? No, I think Prabhakar was gone by then. I think Prabhakar's career was ended by this guy, Sanjay Jaisuria. Yeah, very good. Thanks to Sanjay. When he turned into an off spinner in that yeah uh, World Cup game in '96. In '96, yeah, I remember, distinctly remember. I think that. good riddance. Absolutely, absolutely. So our. the uh, podcast is also sponsored by the people who sponsors uh, the english cricket team and the world cup so that's why we are having such poor production quality nissan <laughs> you mean yeah yeah all right so we'll come back after the break welcome back guys uh, this is the fourth umpire we are in the final segment of the fourth umpire episode uh, before proceeding our twitter handle is at @seatfourth tweet to us connect with us let us know what you like and what you don't like what we don't like is making predictions but this is a podcast and we have to make predictions so addy what is your prediction for final four final four would be australia england for sure i would put west indies in as the third team and either one of india or pakistan I did. Uh, you didn't want to wait until West Indies play their first game against against Pakistan to make your prediction, right? Actually, I want West Indies to go through. It's rather wishful thinking. So you, so you are sticking with uh, Australia, England, West Indies, and India. India slash Pakistan. I don't know. I'd go with India. Safer bet. Safer bet, right? I mean, with Pakistan, you never know what will happen. But what? one thing you can be assured of is, like, if West Indies reach the semi-final, this tournament would have been a lot of fun. Exactly, exactly. Uh so coming back to where we started, uh England versus South Africa. Uh it looks like you do not have much hopes from South Africa after their first performance, but I mean I feel, you know, they can, you know, they can only go up from there. Yeah, but they seem to lack some sort of star power. Like if they they seem to be lacking in say AB de Villiers or somebody of that caliber. They've always had Jack Callis, de Villiers. You look at their team from '99. Uh, that team had no business not winning the tournament, right? Exactly. And they ended up losing in a tying that game in bizarre fashion. That apart, they were probably the best team of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I am I mean, expecting a little bit more from South Africa this time. Uh, you know, the reason being, you know, not their batting, but their bowling is good. I think I I think I like uh, South Africa's bowling a lot, uh, especially with uh, Rabada and Lungi and Didi uh, playing so well. And Imran Tahir actually Stain uh, will be back in the next few games. So the yeah. their coach Otis Gibson has said that Stain is actually fit. They're just. Uh, Preserving him for the further games, like so. Obviously, that's something to look forward to. Uh, what about New Zealand? Uh, you are not counting on New Zealand to reach the semi-finals. In all likelihood, they would. But uh, I actually want the West Indies too. So, uh, New Zealand reaching the semis would mean that you have this very predictable, monotonous tournament. So, I would stick to the West Indies. I see a lot of spark. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So, in my case, you know what I will do. I I think I'll go with uh India, Australia, New Zealand and West Indies. I I want England to lose. Oh so you're saying that the hosts will crash out before the semi-final. I, 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 I you know I I don't think it is going to happen but if it happens I want to be the first person to have predicted that. So, so it's you know, not what, coming home according to you. Yeah yeah it's it's nothing nothing is coming home from England. <laughs> They have been wanting things to come home since last year so I mean let's see so yeah well realistically speaking rationally speaking england will be uh, in the final four but i don't want them to i want them to crash out so i would go with india australia new zealand and west indies i really want west indies to go ahead this time but you know i mean the only reason i'm putting india in there is because uh, i am passionate towards indian cricket i am a big fan but you know i mean i see very big signs of india not doing that well and also you do not want to be told go to pakistan on twitter tomorrow i mean if if they tell me that and follow me back that's fine 
ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> but come the world cup last 3 months they've suddenly switched on and now they have like problem of plenty actually so i think, I think uh, one of the reasons they switched on is because uh, smith and warner are back uh, just i mean just the feeling of having them back or i mean are they really you know they have a, a very balanced side uh, put together yeah but while smith and warner were away uh, all these other guys i think they suddenly became competitive so the, in that series in india when these the last series when these two guys were not around so you had all the shawn marsh and uh, usman khwaja and all of these guys scoring runs so now they have quite a settled lineup and in the, in terms of bowling they have stark is back pat cummins is in good form so it could turn out to be another australian win you never know it could be a sixth sixth world cup for them you know they always come up with such a uh, with such a strong squad so that reminds me of you know in the last uh, uh, so the last times when uh, australia have won the world cup so let's say 2015 uh, 2007 uh, 2003 99 uh, yeah coming uh, b- uh, except 99 you know these world cups did not have a all rounder that shone through right but yeah. but, but think about uh, uh 2011 you had yuvraj singh yes. uh 99 you had uh, lance kluzner now uh, 1996 you had sanat jaisuria yeah right and you wouldn't and, consider tom moody an all rounder 99 australia <laughs> yeah he was he was an all rounder in uh, i don't know like in the uh, english sense he was the mark elam kind of all rounder uh, exactly yeah. but then he did not have a like the impact that lance kluzner had in 1999 uh, uh you know of course tom moody or darren lehman did not have that impact right yeah although australia won 99 world cup uh, south africa was hands down the better side yeah so the point i'm trying to make is uh, australia wins these world cups without having a very strong all rounder on the other hand when other teams win the world cup or get very close to like south africa did in 1999 uh, uh you have good all rounders very strong all rounders that you know are at their peak so uh, i think it even 1983 india like kapil dev and madanlal and all these folks garibonka yeah. garibonka ye yeah, lance kluzner madanlal madanlal yeah, yeah yeah so uh any uh, any predictions for all-rounders in this world cup so not just our favorite hardik pandya but uh, coming to think of it a uh, uh, person like ben stokes uh, i think the whole english side right uh, in in the england side I, this entire number 7 se leke number 11 tak sab log in some way or the other they are all-rounders even liam plunkett is quite good with the bat moin ali adil rashid can all score runs Uh, Chris Wokes is very handy with the bat. Jofra Archer can strike well. So oh. they have like a side of all-rounders. Same that, goes with West Indies. Andre Russell is someone to watch out for. Though. See, yeah, Andre Russell. So, and that reminds me of New Zealand. They used to field 11 all-rounders. So, Gavin Larson and company. So Chris mm-hmm. Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Macmillan. Yeah, they were Chris, all like uh, super Chris slow. Like. Uh, Chris Cranes. so they had like this medium pace version of venkatpati raju i mean like, i mean exactly uh, so basically uh, new zealand used to field uh, 11 all rounders but they are the only team that, they, that that have not won the world cup yeah but do you think that new zealand side would compete with english side of the 90s for the tag of the most boring side they would yes uh, i mean new zealand outside their home advantage uh, were a terrible team to watch 
but how did they kept like they continue to keep surprising people and reach these world cup semifinals yeah i mean they 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 always came together as a team they punched above their weight right uh, so even in 99 right new zealand did make the semis they had a very boring side uh, except say there was this uh, left arm seamer who was the leading wicket taker i forget his name alet uh, jeff alet i think it was a seamer who had a good tournament steven fleming was pretty okay and they had chris kanes let us not forget chris kanes yeah. uh, nathan assel they were all good i mean uh, yeah. good decent performance but i mean somehow uh, nothing you know, fancy it, nothing yeah. fancy yeah but this time it, uh, hmm. it it looks like uh, the 2015 they were very close uh yeah uh, 2015 as you said as with this england side the new zealand side of 2015 was out of character like that was brendan mccullum's dna completely swashbuckling right from the start and then they had like good fast bowlers like ever since they had they did have shane bond and daryl tuffy in the early 2000s but in that last tournament that uh, bolt and saudi combo was deadly yeah and followed by vettori yeah so uh, uh makes sense exactly so we are uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what new zealand does this time but staying on the topic of all rounders uh, shakib bhai shakib alasan uh, do you expect something big from him in this world cup i i think he will do well i think he he generally does well with the bat but uh, the bigger all rounder in their side is sabir rehman oh yeah 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 very useful very useful guy the the big hitting swashbuckling sabir rehman sabir rehman uh, keeps getting into some street fights and things like that if you are not aware so he he basically is the uh, sweetheart of the bangla cricket forum ah i see i see i like he is one among them i see i i really have to make an account there you know yeah so so basically bangladesh do you think they can surprise and reach the semis they did reach the semi finals of the champions trophy last year i i hope they do not you know just <laughs> i mean just for uh, my sanity, sanity i hope they do not so uh, i mean sure i mean they have the capability on their day they can beat uh, you know big sides I, i i think i think they i think they'll probably beat pakistan this year uh, so are there any particular marquee games that you are looking up to like uh, do you have any in mind like oh, any contest yeah yeah uh, first is afghanistan bangladesh it will be a very exciting match i hope it is a very exciting match india pakistan as usual uh, india england uh, pretty much uh, i think except i think except india sri lanka uh, except india sri lanka uh, i think every indian game would be something that i would love to watch uh, other than, other than yeah. that uh, uh, australia england yeah that would be something very exciting a west indies games uh all of west indies games all, all of west indies yeah i think I, i hope you know india and sri lanka uh rained uh, off hopefully yeah, it probably gets rained off i don't know if, <laughs> like, that, like, if, if that would harm india in the end but you know knowing <laughs> knowing bcci and icc you never know suddenly they'll play two or three games right no let us have a <laughs> let us have a mini tri series in between <laughs> because if india sri lanka is in cardiff or some place like i would be hoping for the english weather to win uh, english weather to win yeah yeah uh, i uh, india sri lanka when india sri lanka is playing cricket can never win yeah uh, hopefully like they might very soon once we start colonizing mars bcci and sri lankan cricket board will organize a tournament there yeah. the first india. sporting event on mars will be india sri lanka india sri lanka on mars yeah, something to look forward to in india win 6-1 <laughs> again yeah. but wow. uh, coming coming back to that like my games are like the games i am looking forward to are like i want afghanistan versus england is something i want to watch like that will be fun uh all of afghanistan's games essentially yeah. and all of west indies's games so because these teams will bring a lot of color as you said this bangladesh versus afghanistan will have the noisiest of all fans basically yeah, yeah it will like, be a, it, it will be an atmosphere to look forward to look forward to like if the noise that uh, so today's game the oval was full it like it was packed to capacity but it felt like the first morning of a test match it didn't really feel like uh, the first game of a world cup oh it my actually, god yeah it, uh, 
in the stadium i was looking at the highlights i was i was looking at the highlights what bothered me is yes uh, what you said was right but even the commentary i mean what what, what has happened to the cricket commentators right now yeah the quality drop in quality is like uh, very sharp where is the enthusiasm so if you uh, all you have to do to see that how commentary has dropped is watch the opening game of the 2003 world cup between south africa and west indies so brian lara has a fabulous 100 in that game so west indies are nowhere in that game and lara scores a 100 they score put up a good score and it's a fabulous game like at joburg yes. and look at the quality of commentary there you have robin jackman and barry richards and and all these guys from there we have come down till today like sanjay manjrekar is the indian rep- indian voice uh, what have I, mean, i mean i really hope i mean i really hope uh, uh, he is not taken seriously by i, I don't know what uh, the international audience think of him i mean if you were to take our opinion i don't think any uh, serious indian cricket watcher takes him seriously but i i don't think the international audience takes him seriously either i uh, you re- very recently he got trolled on twitter by a lot of english fans <laughs> du- du- during the england series but sadly like who tells the icc who is popular in india and who is not right as among the commentary side i so do you think like i uh, i would take sunil gavaskar over sanjay manjrekar any day and i i would i would take uh, harsha bhogle ganguly is there ganguly is good yeah Uh, I mean, I, I hope Rahul Dravid. Rahul Dravid was also there. I mean, he is not there, but uh, yeah. I would have loved to seen, loved to uh, see him in the commentary box along with Ganguly. I think they both are uh, decent. Uh, yeah, yeah. They are good analytical voices, but uh, what we lack is like someone like uh, Tony Gregg. Tony Gregg was not necessarily very academic and didn't bring a lot of insight, but he always brought color to the commentary. Uh, you had Bill Laurie back then. who used to bring the same amount of color and then ian chapel was there but somehow in this entire lineup the only guy i look forward to listening to is like michael holding some level yeah uh, michael holding has always been a very good voice uh, in in the in the commentary box tommy uh, mubangwa is quite good in that levels like he's he's pretty vocal and 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 uh, i was seeing something on twitter apart from ganguly there is virendra sehwag and uh, harbhajan singh are they part of the english commentary team or they are doing some hopefully hopefully not oh yeah let let's like see. like like ho- hopefully not for the sake of greater good i mean i mean uh, sehwag is actually a fun uh, commentator to listen to In I mean, Hindi. In Hindi, yes. I and I hope it does that. I mean, I would see uh, on f- India is playing its first match on fourth June. Ah, uh, I mean, so for the sake of my sanity, I might just switch on to Hindi commentary. Yes. Do you know there is also a regional commentary? Yeah, I would not do that. Of, like <laughs> Bangla or Tamil or all these languages. I think you might find. Uh, so, if anybody who is uh, who understands Tamil, please listen to the. tamil commentary which involves krishnamajari shrikant and some guy rj balaji and all these people so <laughs> is it, your, is it your, ear, your ears will start bleeding very soon oh, is, is, is it bad or is it the decibel levels it is gunda level commentary basically oh i see i see i see i, I need to watch that with subtitles yes hopefully they do that actually so you will find everything that is politically incorrect live <laughs> on that, air that so, will that will be amazing that will be amazing it's that good and they are so unaware of the fact that they are politically incorrect that they continue rambling so that's the fun that's good uh so yeah like i said uh, june 4th is when india is playing its first game and uh we are going to be uh bringing out our next episode sometime around that time So, uh, that so before we close mayuk like do you have do you want to stick your neck out and call the final like oh, who will be the two teams in lords that day oh i mean i have to go beyond the semi finals yes like pick a pick two finalists do you uh, have uh, or do you have a dream final let us put this my, put it this way my dream final would be india versus england uh just because I mean, just because I don't want to have the nervous energy around India-Pakistan final. I uh, don't want India. I I actually do not look forward to India-Pakistan at all, as you said. Like yeah. something very negative about that entire game. 
I mean, uh, we. I think, but we are going to analyze that game for sure. Yeah, we will. India is, of course, the better side of the two. There is no doubt about it. Yeah, but, but you still do not look forward to that game as a sporting contest these days. I mean, right? like, really? like we used to. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think after two thousand three, that uh, that 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 passionate energy around India Pakistan match has gone down. It's fizzled out, and I think India Bangladesh has taken that space. Yeah, I mean, for for us, for sure, it may not be true for most other listeners. But uh, in any case, uh, we, we are going to come back with India-Pakistan analysis. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, we'll see you after some days with the fourth umpire episode once again. And before I forget, this was me and Aditya from the Fourth Seat Podcast bringing to you the fourth umpire segment. Good night. Good night. Germany looking good for the final on Sunday. They might get another one here.